0: You are listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.
1: and other phone listeners and, of course, our laptop and desktop listeners and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com, great way to listen, good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top, it has a a small letter F which is white with a, a circle of blue behind it that's facebook that will take you to our pbnradio.com facebook page for my personal page while you're at the pbnradio.com facebook page go up to the search bar and at the top enter pat rutherford 1232 pat rutherford 1232 I'm often directed back to Joshua. You know, Joshua, Yehoshua, Yehoshua, um, is the forerunner of Jesus, who is Joshua, Yehoshua, or Yeshua. an interesting thing let's let's look at look at this when we accepted Jesus us Gentiles what an honor what an honor we weren't even as far as the rest of the world thought of we didn't even know and yet there was this tribe of people this people group that um that were walking through the wilderness uh what what they call the the wilderness um, down in the sinai down in arabia who said yes to god and who were god's people Well, all we knew, our our ancestors, all they knew... Get that in your mind. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Trace back your lineage. You had no future. The coming of Jesus, his teachings his what some call humiliation which doesn't even touch what he went through his torture and his death had no meaning to us now hang on with me here don't react yet it had no meaning to us, no meaning for us. It was all for the Jews. We had no future except death. Until Jesus turns to the Gentiles and say, it says, the prophets have proph- prophesied of this. Gentiles, I choose you as well. Then, boom, the coming of Jesus, the 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 torture, the death, the resurrection all had meaning to us. This is not replacement theology. if you don't have the Jews in the Bible before and after the death and resurrection you've missed the whole point it's supposed to be Christians and Jews right on through the end read Revelation 12 I mean it's right there there we are both groups. At that point, we aren't... when Jesus says, I've chosen the Gentiles as well. He hasn't chosen the Jews over us, and he hasn't chosen us over the Jews. He talks about equality. But the way things work out that have to work out in the end times, we have different, to put it, uh, it, it's not going to convey what needs to be conveyed, but we have different jobs. Different things need to happen with both groups, but there are things that will happen equally to both groups. I say all that to say this, every promise and every warning in the Old Testament are now for Christians as well. Joshua 1, I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong, be courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them, to the Jew first, that's our command, then to the nations. You will cause this people to to inherit the land. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, this is obviously said during the Old Covenant, speaking about the commands. That's what they agreed to, obey and live, disobey and die. We do everything by the Spirit now. (laughs) Don't get into the thing of, okay, I've, I've got to start keeping the commandments. You're not going to be able to do it. Seek first the kingdom. Of God, and all these other things will be given to you. Do not be frightened, be strong and very courageous. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua sent 12 spies into the land. All 12 came back, all of them bearing truth. Ten of the spies brought back truth but they also brought back wisdom, so to speak. The kind where you assess the situation and you decide. From what you have seen you, you decide what your course will be the other two Joshua and Caleb brought back the same truth only they brought back the Word of God let's go and let's conquer doesn't matter the size they were not in awe of what they saw other than the fruits of the land. It was a land full of milk and honey. It produced incredible stuff. They did not give credit to. They did not become awed by. They were not fearful of the giants in the land. They saw them as their food. God spoke, they believed. The other twelve brought back wisdom in the form of reason. Well, they're they're so big look, I, I don't think at this time we'll be able to conquer the land because they are so the giants were like grasshoppers to them. Um, We should probably wait until a, uh, a, a better time. Maybe when the giants all die out and we're able to get in. They brought back reason. Wisdom in the form of reason. Joshua and Caleb brought back God's word. They were not in awe of what they saw, what they heard. The giants in the land were as good as conquered. The Lord is my shepherd. I'm not going to want. I don't want. He makes me lie down in green pastures with the giants all around. He leads me by the still waters drinking before the giants who want to be there instead of me. you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies there you are at that big table chomping down on on turkey dressing green peas, green beans, mashed potatoes with butter dripping all over them, the giblet gravy or brown gravy, they have both kinds. You lean back in your chair. You have food all over, running down the edges of your mouth, and you have a big turkey leg and your feet are up on the table and all your enemies are surrounding you thinking this guy is nuts all we're waiting for is the word from our chief and we attack and wipe them out they're not ready for anything and then we get to eat from the spoils. Or, he's thinking, this guy's relaxing too much. What does he know that I don't? Be strong. Be very courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I don't care what sins what that you've gone through a million times, trust they will be defeated. Be confident of that. Run to the Father, not away from, to Him.
2: The key. that. I feel that, you know, there's so much work that goes into, like, hoisting the sail. I don't even know sailing terminology, but, like, hoisting the mast, setting the sails, all the work that goes into the details of what you do. But then there's the wind, the unpredictable, beautiful, powerful wind that takes a sailboat and moves it, and I just feel like that's what the Lord is doing all over the room. With all of your diligence and all of your hard work, there's just a moment to, like, Let the sails go, and just let His wind take you. You've been there before. You've been to undiscovered lands, but I feel like He's taking you into new territory, deep into His heart. So I just want to sing that over us. If that's you, just put your hands up, your sails up. We're gonna catch the wind. that, you know, there's so much work that goes into like hoisting the sail. I don't even know sailing terminology, but like hoisting the mast, setting the sails, all the work that goes into the details of what you do. But then there's the wind, the unpredictable, beautiful, powerful wind that takes a sailboat and moves it. And I just feel like that's what the Lord is doing all over the room. With all of your diligence and all of your hard work, there's just a moment to like Let the sails go and just let his wind take you. You've been there before, you've been to undiscovered lands, but I feel like he's taking you into new territory, deep into his heart. So I just want to sing that over us. If that's you, just put your hands up, your sails up. We're going to catch the wind.
0: Pioneers of the dis-
3: I know you live, I'll put my faith in this, that you hear my call, Lord you hear me call live, because I know you live, I'll set my heart on this, you won't let me fall, when all else is for. and strong Whom shall I Because you're on my side I won't believe the lie That I'm all alone I'm not all alone here Because you live in me My heart will still believe That you came to save And you'll come to save me are so much higher Leave me, in the flame. You never leave me in the flame I know your thoughts are so much higher And all your ways are not my ways When all you are is glorious, oh God Victorious and strong,
0: whom shall I fear? When all you are is powerful and true. Sure. I will care.
4: I thought of a perfect marriage was one of romance, great communication, having a great home. I was doing my best to be the perfect wife to him and be... Actually I was being fake. I was in college, put myself through school and I was a waitress. and. Jeff came into the place that I was working one day and he walked in and I looked over and I saw this man that was just unbelievably handsome.
5: The first time I walked in, I thought, wow, she, she could be the one. And
4: I thought, who in the heck is that?
5: She was beautiful. She was everything I had ever dreamed about in a wife and actually asked her out for a date.
4: We were in love with each other. Uh, I couldn't sleep well. <laughs> um, I had butterflies all the time and he seemed to have the same.
5: Probably nine months after we started dating, Cheryl had to go off to Dayton, Ohio for some training. When I came back, uh, Jeff uh,
4: picked me up from the airport, whisked me off to uh, one of our favorite restaurants. The waitress came uh, back to our table.
5: And pulls up the top of the platter and there's a box.
4: It had a big bow on it. And I thought, oh my gosh, he's going to ask me to marry him. And
5: she said yes.
4: We were whisked off to wonderful Southern California
5: for our life together. And it was all about just, you know, how much money can we make? We bought a house with a beautiful ocean view. We had all the things of the world. We could
4: spend money, go shopping, buy the right clothes.
5: I thought our marriage was going great.
4: I thought we had the perfect life. What started to happen to me was there was a, what I would call a numbness that started to happen. I didn't understand it. I started um, getting angry inside. As I was feeling emptier and emptier and emptier, uh, I started putting more time into my job. The men at work were paying a lot of attention to me, and I enjoyed it. One year, I went to our national sales meeting. I started talking to a man that I had known for a long time. And he started talking about his marriage and how uh, he wasn't happy. And I thought, oh my gosh, um, that sounds like me. This man flew into California, into Los Angeles, um, to meet with me one day. And um, I'm embarrassed to say this, but um, we met at a hotel. And that's when the relationship became physical and when I succumbed to a full-blown adulterous affair. One day, I just broke. Jeff walked into the room and he saw me crying, which was kind of rare for me. I didn't really cry a lot. And he said,
5: What's going on? And she said, nothing and I said no come on tell me what's up she said I'm not sure I love you in fact
4: I don't know if I've ever loved you I'm like what are you talking about and Jeff stepped back and he tried to put his arms around me and I just shunned him I I sat back I thought divorce was the answer and that's what I started to pursue
5: I was at home um, one evening reading the girls a bedtime story and the doorbell was ringing, and it's the sheriff serving me with divorce papers. You know, I signed for the papers, headed back up the stairs, finished reading the bedtime story to the girls, put them down, and then just basically went crazy. Went downstairs, I'm like, what is this all about? And I was cold. I was cold to him. I didn't
4: want to talk to him. I didn't want to go to counseling. I didn't want to make the marriage work. And so I divorced him on August 21st, 1992.
5: For those first three years following the divorce, I was so angry at Cheryl that I couldn't even look at her. I started pretty quickly after the divorce going to a Friday morning men's Bible study. And finally, about three years after the divorce, one night in my bed reading the Bible, uh, and I came across a passage in Proverbs. It was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And it was just uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. And through that, God was just showing me, Jeff, you've been leaning on your own understanding for years. And for the first time, I want you to trust in me with all your heart. And that night, as I sat there in bed and just prayed and cried and wept, I think for the first time, I realized, you know, I need to give up, surrender my whole heart to the Lord. And that night, Uh, Jesus became first in my life.
4: About three months after our divorce happened, um, I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that was an unbelievable day, and it was probably, besides the day of my divorce, probably one of the saddest days of my life. And that's because I looked behind me, I saw what I had left behind. I had made a huge mistake, and the huge mistake was that I didn't know Christ. A few months after that, um, I kept hearing this, it was a stirring that was going on in my heart to call Jeff, to repent to him for all the things I had done wrong, how I had hurt him, and also just a very small inkling of, I want you to try to reconcile your marriage.
5: Cheryl wrote me a letter and she called me up and said, look, I've written you a letter. I want to come over to your house. I want to sit down in your living room and read it to you.
4: I was very nervous and he wasn't open to me. And I just asked him if I could come over for 10 minutes.
5: And I said to her, look, if you want to come over and talk to me about the girls, that's great. But anything else, I don't want want to have anything else to do with it.
4: And I said, this isn't about the girls. And he said, no and I said, just give me 10 minutes.
5: And I finally said, okay, you can come over, you can sit across the room in this one chair and read me the letter. I don't know what kind of response you're wanting from me, but I just want you to know that, you know, I still don't trust you. I was shaking,
4: and I looked at this man that I had hurt so badly and thought, how could I make up what I've done. At the very end, I said, Jeff, you know, I've come to know Jesus as my Lord and Savior.
5: I felt like, yeah, this was just convenient or just coincidental or or that she, after I had been begging for her to fight for our marriage or begging for her to stay in the marriage, that uh, she accepted Christ three months after that. In fact, I didn't believe it. And so
4: when I looked up, he had tears running down his face. I asked him if he would ever consider reconciling our relationship. And because he was crying, I thought that was his sign to me, or God's sign to me, that Jeff was on the same page that I was. And Jeff laughed in my face. And he said, I will never, ever consider doing that. Don't ever ask me that again.
5: And what she didn't know at the time was, it really did hit me, and I would take this letter out two or three times a week at night, especially when I didn't have the girls, read this letter, and uh, it would really just, you know, I would just weep.
4: What God put on my heart very lightly at first became such a strong force, and he said to me, Cheryl, I want you to walk with me in this, and I want you to pursue reconciliation of your marriage. My desire is that your family and your marriage be put back together. Sometimes I was on my knees (laughs) praying and crying out to God, I I can't do this. I don't know how to do this.
5: It took time for me. What I call it, she had to make deposits in my trust account.
4: Another couple years would go by, and I would think, it's four years. I can't do this. And It really didn't matter what I thought.
5: And God was really showing me week after week, how she had changed, and she really was seeking him with all that she had. And through that, there was evidence of a changed heart, and not only in Cheryl, but in myself. She started inviting me over for dinner to her house with the girls, and for a long time I said no, no, no. And then probably after about a year, I finally said yes one day.
4: Then what started happening about six months into doing dinner together and being together as a family is he actually asked me out on a real date. He actually said the words, "Um, I think it's time for us to get remarried. (laughs) And um, I was overwhelmed. We had been divorced for seven years, and now we're going to be a husband and wife again, and a family again, and God just put it all back together.
5: In October 3rd, we went to Beaver Creek, Colorado, and we were remarried in the chapel in Beaver Creek.
4: I just closed my eyes, and I was like, Lord, <laughs> you've done something huge.
5: I, I wake up every morning with Cheryl beside me in bed, and it's almost like I have to pinch myself. I can't believe that our family's back together. It's definitely a miracle.
4: We've been remarried now for nine years, and Christ is first in our lives. I'm second, and Jeff's second, and our family is second, and Jesus is first.
5: We are Jeff and Cheryl Scruggs.
4: And we are second.
0: we
3: To leave in your presence. Fear has no choice
0: but to bow. The chains have no choice but to break. shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. chains have no choice but to break. shame has no choice but to leave presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Shame have no choice but to pray Shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. So let the Spirit
6: Choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in Your presence. Fear has
0: no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice but to leave in Your presence. Fear has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to. in your fear has no choice but to bow chains have no choice but to rail shame has no choice but to leave in your presence. fear has no choice but to bow chains have no choice but to pray shame has no choice but to, no to leave
6: the final victory. You know that kind of yell, like, it's like completely unabandoned. If you like, if someone did a slow motion on your face, it would just look absolutely ridiculous because you just don't care, right? You know what I'm talking about? That kind of, that kind of celebration, that kind of excitement of something just happened that was something that you wanted really badly. And I just, I, I just think we need to have a celebration, not yet, not yet, but I wanna do some kind of celebration, scream and yell tonight. And some of us are gonna do this before a victory tonight. But I promise you tonight, a victory is happening because Jesus is a pursuer. God is a pursuer. And when something breaks, When something breaks off of your life, it's so powerful. Generational curses are breaking tonight. Generational curses of disease, of depression, of anxiety. I was hearing this afternoon that some of you have still been having these panic attacks because you've never been to something like this. Jesus is good. And the heart of the Father for you, He is kind. He's patient. He's not gonna rush you into something. But sometimes you just have to take a step of faith forward to say, you know what, this is something that I want. I want breakthrough in my life. I wanna know Jesus like this. I wanna worship with unabandoned. I want to lift my hands and feel something. You're feeling something in this room tonight because the Spirit of God is real and He cares about you and He's for you and He sees you tonight. So here's what I wanna do. I just wanna, I just wanna declare some things over our spirit, way outside of what we understand. And this is gonna be a faith thing for some of you. And for some of you, you've already had some breakthroughs, so it's gonna be a shout of victory from that side of it. But can we do this tonight? I think that something's about to shift in this room, and we're about to worship Jesus more than we've ever worshiped Him, because something's about to break. Are you ready? Because because of the name of Jesus, fear has to bow. Because of the name of Jesus, chains have to break. And because of the name of Jesus, shame can't stay. It has to go. So on the count of three, we're just gonna, we're gonna begin. I'm so excited, I can't talk. On the count of three, I just want us to just begin screaming and lifting the name of Jesus, okay? Are you ready? And I want you to do this even if it feels uncomfortable because everyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be awesome. All right, one, two, three. Chains have no
0: choice but to break. Shame has no yeah. in Your presence. Yeah. Fear yeah. has no choice but to bow. Chains have no choice but to break. Shame has no choice in Your presence. Come on. Fear, Fear has no choice but to bow. Who can melt the hardest heart and speak life into my soul? So much grace, so much grace Love, Love me through, through my, my darkest hours. Yes! A thousand yes. different ways Say
7: Our address is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Ashboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAISE.